0: Hi everyone, I'm Allison Ramsey with Empire Life Podcast and I'm here with Cassandra and she is the best-selling author of Eat With Intention and on Empire Life Podcast we love following stories and talking with entrepreneurs that are building out their online empires all around the world and we also help entrepreneurs to build out their online empires and I'll hand it over to you Cassandra to introduce yourself a little bit.
1: Thanks so much for having me. Um, yeah, so I am a multi passionate entrepreneur, I have a lot of different uh, my hands in a few different buckets. So I have a what I call my like mindful cooking show host bucket. Um, I have an online show called Eat With Intention TV that's on YouTube and HuffPost. Um, I was on a a TV show called ABC's The Taste for my cooking. And I have a cookbook um, called Eat With Intention, but it's really more than a cookbook. It talks a lot about getting back in touch with your body and really using your body, I think our relationship with our body is our connection to our relationship with our intuition. So being able to repair that relationship, tune back into your intuition. And then also about uh, the well-being trifecta, which is a big thing I preach about, um, which is food, meditation, and self-care. Because I really believe that you know, we're, we have to create this foundation to have our biggest lives. Um, And if we create the strong structure, then we can build a skyscraper with our life. But if we don't create that structure, then everything falls down. So eat with intention and the food and the meditation is really what I consider like my foundational um, work. And I also teach meditations a lot in that bucket. Um, and then on that, other than that, like I'm a, a spiritual um, mentor and I work with people, um, most, most likely heart-centered entrepreneurs who want to kind of run their businesses in a different way, who really aren't like into um, a lot of the like online marketing kind of like jazz um, and want to really find something that feels good to them from the inside out and just genuinely – um, provide services. Um, so that's kind of like how it's evolved for me, just kind of doing my own thing. And then I have an online community called Appreciity, which is a, like a spiritual gym membership that I created, um, for people that want to stay in tune and kind of be checking in with themselves and on that spiritual path, um, but may not have that community in their hometown.
0: That's amazing. Is Apprecity on Facebook? Is it a Facebook group?
1: Um, there's a Facebook group for it, but it is its own community, so it's uh, its own platform that people are a member of, and then you get bi- uh, bi-monthly workshops with me on the new moon and the full moon, and it has recipes and meditations and a whole library of free workshops.
0: Yeah, perfect. Perfect. And I wanted to talk with you also, Cassandra, about when building your online empire – what are some of the hugest challenges that you felt like you overcame, either personally or in your business life? Um, I think uh,
1: we'll talk. We could talk personally first. The first one I had to overcome was really just dealing with when bad things happen personally, yeah. right? Uh, when I like, kind of I started my blog back when I was in college, right? But I wasn't really doing it as a business. And about the, you know, when I was 25, my little brother got diagnosed with a terminal illness and my business simultaneously was blowing up at the same time. And it was the hardest thing, I think, during that period to be sending out my newsletters regularly and answering my emails and like, you know, doing all the the things I had to do um, while being in and out of hospitals and dealing with my own emotions, you know, related to that. And, you know, whether it's that or, like, there's been some, you know, breakups since then that have been heart-wrenching and stuff like that, Um, I think a task for anyone who's highly sensitive or an emotional person like myself um, is always, okay, how do you know when to, you know, feel your feelings and be in that space, which is so important, and then how do you know when you have to kind of, like, put on your big girl panties and, like, show up for your work? Um, because I think if you have a nine to five job, then that, that line is a little bit more black and white because, you know, maybe you take a day or two off here and there for like whatever's going on, but more or less you're expected to, like, you can't go that long without showing up with your nine to five job without getting some sort of like whiplash back. So you kind of have to rally. Um, And then the tricky thing about being an entrepreneur and being, you know, your own CEO is that no one is I mean, no one's really going to tell you to rally. Maybe you have an advisor and stuff, but still at the end of the day, it's like up to you. Um, So I found that has been something that's been challenging for me. And um, as someone that always preaches listening to your body and feeling your feelings and stuff like that, I just allocate the time to – get through whatever I get through, have to get through. And then I decide when I need to, you know, show up again for my business. So, you know, when it was something long-term, like dealing with like my brother, um, where it wasn't like just going to go away, um, he's stable right now, but he's still like very much like dealing with it. And so it's something that's like, it's like a long game. And so in that kind of thing, it's saying like, okay, if I need two hours tonight to cry or I'm going to be in and out of the hospital, I know I'm going to be in the hospital next week, then it's – that's just another thing I juggle in my schedule, right? And saying like, oh, wow, okay, like if he's going into a surgery and I know I'm going to be a disaster, then okay, like what do I need to get done before that? Just Mm -hmm. like kind of people would plan for a vacation, (laughs) like – you know, like, what do I need to get done before that so that, like, I can be as clear mind as possible going into that? And then what are the, like, you know, I think Tim Ferriss has a thing where you think, like, what's the 20% of your business that makes 80% of your money? Um, so important, in my opinion, to know those kinds of things for when life stuff comes up because you know what your absolute bottom line is. You know the things that you're, like, I have to squeak this out, and mo- for most of us, when you look at those things that are the like absolute must-dos of your business, you can probably get them done in an hour or two, a day. You know, yeah.
0: yeah. There's a like, lot of promoting and reaching out to people, but is that really necessary? We really have to meet our clients' needs. You
1: know? Yeah. So you just kind of you 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 reevaluate on that level, and then you know on the other stuff, like when it comes to breakups or you know things like that then for me I usually give myself like solid 48 hours to lament and um and then after that I have to show up for work and if I want to you know if I'm still upset or whatever that's fine but I need to show up for work during work hours and then deal with my emotions after work hours like someone who had a real job would have to do um so I try to be disciplined in that. And that has been a learning process because it is not, um, you know, it's not the easiest thing to self-discipline yourself, especially when you kind of want to be in that, you know, more like baby brat mindset as we yeah. all do sometimes when we're hurt. Um, and then the, the professional struggle that's been the biggest for me has really been overwhelm. Overwhelm, I feel like is like this monster in the closet that I always uh, have to beat down. And <laughs> I think it's a, it's a champagne problem, as I like to say, because I have never known a day in my business where I was bored. I've never had a day where I was like, what can I do (laughs) like (laughs) there's I like I've never since like the day I started my business there's never been a day where I felt like I had to like actively like brain pick to think of something creative to do to push it forward there's always been so much on my plate um and at times it's been you know I've looked at the plate and been like I don't know how I'm ever going to get through it Mm -hmm. but um But one, I try to remind myself that it is a champagne problem at that. And two, I've just developed developed kind of a lot of tools around it because it's definitely something that um, as the business grows and stuff, I don't know if it ever is going to go away. Um, There's always – it's just about being able to navigate it, to be able to see the amount of things you have on your plate and say – you know what? Okay, I have all these on my plate. And then again, you have to go back to like prioritizing and saying, okay, um, you know, I have like post-its, alt notes all over my wall here. And that really helps me. And I have different colors for different post-it notes. So like,
0: wow, that's a great idea.
1: Yeah. I don't want to like, show, let's see which one I can show you. Uh,
0: <laughs>
1: but anyway, so like, this is one that's like, do I was doing my income sheets for the summer and it was in this because it wasn't an urgent. It was a teal because it wasn't super urgent. Like I needed to get it done, but like nobody was gonna like die if I didn't get it done. Um, whereas like this one is like do like a Facebook thing about the book club. I'm start like my book club kicks off the end of this week, so that's like more um, time pressing. So things like that has helped me help it. Just like kind of see things where they're at and focus on the things of like what do I absolutely need to get done today? And let me just be in that. And one of my biggest tools around overwhelm when I like get crazy is to just think, okay, what are three to five things that if I complete them today, I will like, I'll feel good. I'll feel like, you know, I either like cleared some stuff off my desk or I moved a ball forward in some aspect. Um, And then just focus on those three to five things. And anything above those three to five things is like bonus, bonus. But I love that. But I think so so many times we write, I'm known for writing epic to-do lists.
0: Me too.
1: (laughs) And you write this epic, like three-page to-do list and then you just look at it and you want to cry. (laughs) Because you're like, oh my God. You know, if you get four things done out of 40, then you feel like, well, today was a, you know, crap day. (laughs) Um, But in reality, it's like, you know, oftentimes I find, you know, when we let ourselves succumb to the overwhelm, then you get nothing done. Um, and if you move the ball ahead five tasks every single day consistently, then by the end of the week, you've gotten, you know, you've gotten 25 tasks done, right? Yes. So wow. that, that's a lot. Um, and I think so often we try to think, you know, we try to get, we want to get everything done in the one day. And so it feels like we did nothing and we don't think about what we can actually accomplish over the course of a week if we just spread it out. Um, So that's helpful.
0: Do you give yourself a lot of credit at the end of the day? Are you grateful for the things that you've done? I
1: have a practice where I write out at the end of the day, um, and I actually have to email a friend. Um, We email five things we're grateful for and five things we did good during the day as well as, um, like, one thing we did for ourselves and one thing we did for others. And um, that's been really helpful because the mo- that most helpful part of that, I've always been, like, very good with gratitude. But the things that I did good during the day um, is really been, like, a practice for me because so often I won't, like, acknowledging the things that I did good that day, um, has been really nourishing to be able to say, Hey, you know what? I, I called the, I did like call the tax department about something and that was something I really didn't want to do, but you know what? I did it and I got through it today and like pat on my back for that, you know? Um, so yeah. So acknowledging that has been major.
0: Yeah. Especially for the overachievers and perfectionists watching. There's always, it always feels like there's something to say, well, I could have done that better. I could have done this too. And I just so nourishing. Absolutely. Uh, A challenge I also wanted to talk about was when we're, when we're going through some of those challenges and we're asking for support from other people, how do we know and this has been also a challenge for me too, making sure I'm hiring on the right people that really support my vision. How do you go through that process of the interviewing and also really reaching out to your friends and rallying that support? What are some tips and, and tricks or hacks that you would like to tell the tribe that you go through when you're doing that?
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, so are you, you're talking about paid support, right? Is that what we are talking about here? <laughs>
0: Both maybe because like you were saying at the beginning of our businesses, sometimes we may not be able to pay all of them or not pay them as much as we would like to. So it they're very supportive because of, from their heart because they really believe in our vision.
1: Yeah. I think, yeah, that is, that's definitely been the trickiest part because there are plenty of people. Hiring in and of itself is always an art, I believe. But I also think, you know, if you have like hundreds of thousands of dollars, if you can, you know, essentially give someone a full salary, um, it's often a bit easier to find someone. It's not the lack of people that are competent to do what you need to get done. It's often the lack of people that are willing to do what you need to get done for a price you can actually afford while you're growing your business um, has been what I have found has been the most thing. So I have – so a lot of times Do you want to hire someone. I only hire people that are genuine fans, mm-hmm. genuine supporters of my work. Um, if you haven't been following my work, if you don't know what I do, then I don't want to hire you um, because I want you to already be aligned with everything I do. Like I want you to to want – to tell the barista at Starbucks about the event I'm doing on Sunday because you are genuinely excited to be a part of it and to, you know, to support it. So I find that you can't pay anyone enough to have that quality. Like you can't pay someone to be a genuine fan of you. Yeah. They either are or they're not. And so oftentimes when I'm hiring, I hire off people that I, I posted post in my newsletter or I'll post it on my blog. I'll post it where only people that actually follow me would find it. Um, and I've never had trouble getting enough applicants that way. And then the other thing you have to really look at is looking at what, what – like I'm always like when I'm hiring someone – what really excites you? Like what's the thing that like you love doing and making sure that whatever that thing is um, fills the hole because if someone is like, what do I love doing? Well, Oh, I love coaching people one-on-one. Okay. Well, that's great. You shouldn't be working for me. (laughs) You know, like that's not what I need on my team. I'm, I fill that void on my team, you know? Like, oh, you love doing speaking engagements. Well, that's great. Shouldn't be working for me, you know? But, oh, you love editing videos and hacking YouTube's algorithm? Please work for me, you know? Oh, you love, like, you know, being my gatekeeper for emails and dealing with brands and, like, all sorts of whatever, you know? Oh, you love organizing my client schedule and my interview schedule and, you know, you love finding, like, new ways to, like, be more productive? Great work for me. You know, you love spreadsheets and tracking numbers and stuff. Okay, great. Work for me because I hate all those things, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so really finding finding someone that likes to do the things you don't like because I found in the beginning a lot of the people I attracted were people that just wanted to be me mm-hmm. and wanted to learn from me. Um, and that's great. Like I offer men, like business mentorship coaching for that, but I don't need you to work on my team because – If I have to kind of handhold you and like push you to do the things that I don't want to do, then everybody loses. Right. And the ideal situation is when you're hiring someone, you, you do need someone that, you know, is excited about what you do genuinely, I believe. Um especially, you know, when you you know, when you are like your own brand. If someone's not on board, you know, it's like you can't if you're selling, you know, even whatever, if you were like a lemonade company or whatever, right? You I don't think you should have a single employer that doesn't like lemonade, right? Yes. Because it's, you know, that's gonna bleed out and people can tell. And I don't want anybody sending out an email on my behalf if you like are not fully energetically aligned with everything I do and excited about what I do. Um so yeah, so that's first and foremost is they're being excited, but then also recognizing Where are the, you know, where are their talents? Where is their wheelhouse? And, you know, one of the things we had talked about too is like right now I'm really interested in finding like my other half, Mm. finding someone that can do more of the back end so that I can be free to do the things that I excel at. You know, I'm great at doing the videos. I'm great at, you know, speaking engagements, working with people one-on-one. I'm great at doing, you know, big ideas, coming up with campaigns and like all sorts of fun stuff. but then I need someone that can then take, the, take my great big ideas and then execute some of the back end on them. And so I think it's just knowing what the things you like are, whatever that is, write them down. Write out all the things that you really enjoy. Write out all the things you really, really hate. Like, <laughs> like that you wish you could give to like a little angel messenger and that would just be taken care of. And then that goes on your job. That. <laughs> um, <bad. laughs>
0: Amazing, Cassandra. I love that. And and before we wrap up, I'm sure I'll, our tribe, since we're all entrepreneurs and like launching our empires, sometimes it gets really crazy and hectic. And we're like, how do we find time? Do we go out to eat all the time? Well, no, I would rather prefer to cook at home. Like the millennial generation is putting a lot of restaurants out of business because we prefer to cook at home. And like, how do I find quick and easy tips that I can, I'm cooking at home and then I'm also maintaining my health and my energy. What are some, some like five of your biggest tips to keep us on track with our energy and our health when we're getting crazy busy with our businesses?
1: I think this is so important because this is such a struggle. And I definitely, I mean, like writing my book, launching my book this year, doing TV stuff, like I've definitely had my limits pushed. And I think the one thing I always try to remind everybody of is that if you don't work, your business doesn't work. Like you can't hack out of that system. So if you're not taking care of yourself, I mean, a lot of times as entrepreneurs, we try to, like, rationalize it. Like, well, I have to finish this project. Well, I have to do this. I can't possibly sleep. I have to order Chinese again. You know, like, whatever it is. Like, we rationalize, oh, I don't have time. Like, I get the excuse all the time. Like, oh, I don't have have time to meditate. I don't have time to work out. And I'm like, oh, do you have time to, like, not make money on your business? Because uh, (laughs) I don't really, you know, first of all, I, you know, without my meditation practice, I wouldn't have a business. I wouldn't have any money. I wouldn't have anything in my life right now. Um, Without my health, I wouldn't have anything in my life right now. I wouldn't have a business. I wouldn't have any money. I wouldn't have any clients. And I think it's so funny um, how we easily discount them. Like you're the first to go. And the truth is, is that you will only get so much of a leash of discounting them before the cord snaps. And you'll be forced You know, you can go, you can learn through joy, you can learn through pain, but you're going to learn that lesson. So I try to help people learn that lesson through joy. And I talk a lot about is this kind of well-being trifecta, which is the food, the meditation and the self-care and how it really is. It's like if, you know, if you want to build these big lives, which we all do, Which we all want, you know. We want maybe we want our family or a relationship. We want friendships. We want to travel. We want the awesome, you know, career. We want the money. We want all the things, which is fine. But if you want all the things, you have to create a foundation that can actually hold them. Hmm. And what happens is when you're not taking care of those fundamentals, and you know that you your life starts getting bigger and bigger and bigger, it will crush you if you haven't built that foundation. And you can look into, you know, look into the tabloid magazines to see how many people have been crushed (laughs) um, when they don't take care of the foundations. And there's probably even more of like unknown entrepreneurs that people don't even know about. I'm sure businesses die every year because of that. And so I always say, you know, you need to look at your, your foundation as the first and foremost that you do for your business every day like you your physical body your mental clarity is your number one tool to getting anything done in this world anything 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 so if you lose your physical health or use your mental clarity you have nothing you have no business you have no money you have no clients you have nothing and what do you need to do to maintain your physical health well you need to sleep like a normal human you know, like, and that's another thing we love, like, there's like this glorification of not sleeping. It's like, oh, guess what, your body needs to sleep. And sleep will, sleep will right a lot of wrongs in and of itself. And especially if you are an entrepreneur, if you do have a lot going on, like, great, you're dealing with higher stress levels than a lot of people probably. And what happens with higher stress levels is that it's affecting every part of your body. And pretty soon, if you don't take care of that, if you're not Combating that, if you're not combating that with meditation, if you're not combating that with an alkalizing diet, if you're not combating that with getting enough sleep, it will lead to things that you don't want to see at your doctor's appointments. Oh, it yeah. will lead to weight gain. It will lead to different autoimmune diseases or cancer, or all that stuff, or whatever. And it's not about fear mongering. It's just about your body. Bi- it's, it's biology. It's your body's, you know, in an alkaline state. It's in an acidic state. If you if you put so much stress in it and you're not taking care of it, it's going to break down in some way or another. And so just knowing that that's your bottom line, I think, can kind of reframe the quote unquote like optionality that we think we have about taking care of ourselves. Yeah. Um, so some of my hacks is one, having a daily routine that really lights you up that works for you, whatever that is, finding like something in the morning. Maybe it's, you know, when you make your tea, you make your coffee, taking a moment to just like have a breather, collect yourself for the day, do a short meditation when you wake up. Um, Whatever it is, I'm all about finding something that like actually works for you, makes you feel good um, so that you want to do it day in and day out. And then as far as food goes, plan ahead. I mean, have your – I always say, you know, when I work with people around this, is, like, have your, like, kind of healthier takeout that you know. Have your, like, go-to things in your fridge. So it's like, okay, I know that you always always have enough ingredients to make your smoothie in the morning or whatever. If you like to have eggs, you always have your eggs in the fridge, whatever it is. You know, if you like to have, you know, a certain salad or whatever, just – Rig your life so it's easier for you. Make make Sunday nights. If you know you have a crazy week ahead of you, make Sunday nights the night you go grocery shopping and you make sure everything's in the fridge. And you know what? There are some weeks, and I'm really crazy, I will eat the same breakfast, lunch, and dinner every day because it makes my life so much easier because I'm like, okay, I don't have to think. I wake up, I get my smoothie, I have that. You know, it's lunchtime. Okay, I'm going to throw you know, these falafel balls I made and with this lettuce I have, use this dressing that I love. You know, I have all the ingredients and I make it every single day and it's brain dead because I know it fuels me. It's putting gas in my engine and I can focus my brain power on this instead of trying to – because it's when you give yourself that kind of leeway when you're in a crazy time and then you don't have something ready for you that you're like, I'm just going to, like, go grab a slice of pizza or, like, go to the fast food place or eat some chips because that's the only thing I can find in my pantry. You know, like, that's when you make a silly choice. Um, and then even with takeout and stuff like that, it's fine. Like, I get it. You know, there's, you know, times when you're not going to want to cook for yourself. You're so busy. You're like, I'm someone that loves to cook. So I'll be honest. When I'm really busy going into the kitchen, well, I'll lose, like, an hour. You know, because I, like, just get into my thing. So there are some times where if I can't step away from my computer, I'll order takeout. So I have that extra hour. And then when the food comes, I don't work while I eat because that's important, (laughs) you know. So doing that and, and then eating. So go through your local places and with a sober mind, you know, like after you've eaten dinner on a Sunday, like just look through your favorite takeout places and be like, okay, what are some healthy options I can get? Oh, wow, like there's this great kale salad that I love from the, this diner or whatever, right? Okay, I can put the kale salad. That's a safe option when things are crazy. Oh, wow, I noticed there's this sushi place. Okay, that I can get that. That's like, and just have like, you know, three or four safe go tos so that if you do need to press that, like seamless or the grub hub or whatever you're doing, um, you, it's like a pre made. Supportive choice, <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, yeah, and then also when it comes to exercising and that, and taking time for yourself, you know, whether it's just going for a walk to collect your thoughts, put it in your schedule. Like schedule it like you would a meeting and commit to it. Um, because if it's not in your schedule, you won't do it. But if it's in your schedule, um, then you just you just commit to it. And again, as so much of it is just really remembering that when you take care of you your whole business works you know when you are doing your meditation when you're eating good foods when you're exercising or even just giving yourself the like me time for like 20 minutes taking a walk around your block you know getting some fresh air in the middle of the day that's when like the best ideas come in that's kind of when we get to see with clear eyes and that's when you're more connected to your intuition. You're more connected to what's best for you and for your business so that like whatever contract comes your way or whatever email comes your way, you can really, you know, you can handle it in the best way possible. You can launch that thing or you, you have that mind available to you.
0: Yeah, this is alkaline water. Yeah. I <laughs> <laughs> tell you. <laughs> Love it. I always try to do everything alkaline whenever possible I completely agree with you
1: (laughs) yeah when I'm going through a really stressful time I will chug green juices Mm. to just help offset the stress I know my
0: body is going through yeah all those antioxidants and just like combating so true is there anything else you would like to add before we hop off Cassandra you've offered so much amazingness (laughs)
1: Just that I guess I'll leave with that, you know, I really think that at the end of the day there, you know, whether it's business or life or everything, there are so many different like ways to go about everything that when we're in touch with our body and we're taking care of ourselves that our body always knows best. Our body is our best guidance system, our best GPS. So when you take care of it, it knows, you know. It knows whether or not hiring that person is the right move. It knows whether or not working with that client is the right move. It knows whether or not you're getting a fair pay on that contract because you'll feel it in your body. Um, And I found, you know, over the years of having my business that nothing has been more valuable than being connected to my body's wisdom.
0: That's amazing. I love it. (laughs) Thank you so much for being here with us. Of course. Thanks for having me.